You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stort Show. Let's go. Welcome to The Andy Stort Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, follow our dreams, and fulfill our true potential. And you know that I am on a mission. If you listen to this show regularly or you've listened a little bit, you know I'm on a mission to absolutely get the most out of life, uh, starve my fears, follow my dreams, try to do everything I can to achieve big goals. And I'm always adjusting and, and trying to figure out the right way, the right approach, um, And we never know exactly where we need to be going, but uh, we can continue to learn and adjust along the way and and try things and try not to let fear hold us back. And that's what I'm trying to do. I want to give you an update on where I'm going. And as I'm reflecting on the the work that I'm doing and how others are starting to reach out to me for help and guidance and inspiration, uh, I wrote down a list of essentially the 10 things that come to mind for me when it comes to how to pivot and jump into something new and scary like starting a new business. So if you have been thinking that, you know, I really want to leave, you really want to leave your job and and go out on your own like I did, or you want to start some new hobby or project, or you want to start creating content, building your personal brand, um, or whatever it is you're trying to do, you aspire to do. We all aspire to do big things. And I think for many of us, there are sort of di- different horizons for that, right? There's the little thing that, yeah, we could do that if we just stopped being lazy and we just did it, like go read a book or something. Um, there's the middle tier things, like we could go start this side business or um, even a-, a bigger business. And then there's the long term, like I'd love to one day be X, a big time speaker, or I'd love to have a book. I'd love to write a book. I'd love to um, you know, race cars for a living, whatever it is, right? You have that big thing on the horizon. And I think it's important to be thinking about those things and working towards those things and making a plan and and maybe chasing our dreams a little bit more than we do because we only get one life. There's only one shot. The longer we wait, um, the more we're going to regret not taking those chances. And often the longer we wait, uh, the less of a chance we have of maybe going after and achieving some of those goals because some things we want to do either... We can't do it anymore once we get to a certain age. For instance, I've used this example, I think even in my book, um, that you know, early on in my life, my dream was to be a professional baseball player. And I can say with sad confidence now that at 40 years old, um, having not played organized baseball in many, many years, that there is pretty much zero chance that I will ever become a professional baseball player. However, becoming an entrepreneur, running a business, making a million dollars, impacting the lives of thousands of people, Um, maybe even getting to politics one day. Who knows? There's a lot of big dreams I can still have that I do have that I can chase. And I don't need to put them off and say, oh, it's too late. I think one of the other excuses that holds people back as they get older is, well, now I'm established in X. I've had this job for 10 years. I can't leave it. Or I've got a family and a mortgage and I can't risk, um, put that at risk. And of course, I would ask, why not, right? Because I just did. Um, I left the company I was with three years ago to go more independent. And then I left the company I was with as an independent consultant three, uh, about three weeks ago, about two months ago, uh, to go completely on my own. And I've got a family and a mortgage and no certain income. And, you know, to many people, that would be scary. Uh, To me, it's exciting. Uh, So you got to know, I think... So let me get to the top 10. And I'm going to add one at the beginning, the caveat, which is get to know yourself who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Um, And don't try 
you can chase whatever dream you want, but it might not be wise to chase a dream that requires you to rely heavy on something that you are, something that is a weakness of yours. So uh, let me think of an example for myself. I'm not very detail oriented um, or, you know, pro I'm not a very good project manager. I'm not very detail oriented. I like spreadsheets, but I can't sit down and look at them for a long time. And for some reason, I'd said, you know, I want to become a CFO, right? Or I want to pivot into IT and become an, an executive or like a really successful IT consultant. I don't think that that's something that I could do because I just don't have those skills and it wouldn't energize me. It doesn't excite me. So think about what excites you, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and does your dream, your goal fit within that, right? Or is it is it off? Because sometimes we end up with dreams and goals that we actually borrowed from other people, right? These are, we see so-and-so, our friend chasing the top spot. Like I've got a friend who is a pretty successful executive. I've got a few friends like this in big companies. And that was once my dream early in my career, I wanted to move up the, the corporate ladder and be like the CEO of a company one day. And so when I see people who are senior executives in a company, it's easy to fall back to that and be jealous and be like, oh, maybe I should be going after that. But I've learned over time that I have a strong, if you look at your values and what energizes you, I strongly value freedom. I strongly value um, you know, being able to kind of work how I want. Um, I'm a bit of a rebel. And I don't work that well inside large, large organizations reporting to bosses. I never have. I mean, I've never, I've had a lot of jobs and I've never once gotten a promotion. And I think that's why. Um, I just didn't try hard enough for those people, but I tried damn hard in my business for myself. So I've learned that's who I am. That's what I need to be chasing. That may not be for you. And that is great. We all need to get to know our own strengths, our weaknesses, our values, what energizes us, what excites us. And that informs the goal or dream that we could be chasing. Now, regarding that dream, how do we pivot and jump into something new and scary like starting a new business? Let's say you want to start a new business. And you know maybe you're not a rebel or gregarious or outgoing like me, but you still, you are just done working for other people. You decide you want to be on your own and you've got other skills that you know you can leverage. Well, here are my 10 thoughts on how you need to approach that. Number one, research your options and figure out what is possible and what's realistic, but don't spend too much time researching or waiting for the perfect time because it'll probably never come. So I, I, I love like jumping into things and just trying stuff. I talk about that a lot, but I think it's important. The first step is to take a look around, do a little bit of research and say, is this a viable business? Is this something that makes sense? Talk to some other people. You don't have to listen to them or their advice, right? Because plenty of people will tell you, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. And maybe you strongly believe that you should go for it. But do a little bit of research. See, is there money there? Are there potential clients that would pay for that? Um, is this something that would be interesting to me and exciting? Um, do I actually want to do this? Is it viable? Have other people been successful with this? P.S. If you're looking at doing a business and no one has ever done it before, that's not actually a good sign. I mean, it can be exciting to say, oh, I'm going to be the first one out there. But quite frankly, that's that's a bigger risk than most. Um, you kind of want to see a little bit of proof that, hey, somebody's done this before and it works, right? So right now, uh, my recent, most recent venture is I launched a membership community for talent development professionals in the corporate talent development space. And I don't think there's anything out there exactly like what I'm doing. However, there are thousands of membership communities out there uh, that are very successful. I'm a member in some of them. And there are tons of membership 
type organizations that have um, have been very successful within the talent development world. The biggest one is called the Association for Talent Development. It's more ATD. It's more of an association with local chapters and things like that. But there are literally thousands of people around the U.S. and the world paying dues to belong to that membership association. And therefore, it's proof that these people uh, in that niche are willing to pay and it's viable and it's possible for me to go start something like that. Uh, so I jumped into it. Now, I didn't wait too long. I, I started um, surveying clients and prospects and, and getting a little bit of feedback, but I didn't wait until I had 100 people that said, oh, they'll definitely do it. I just opened it up and started going and got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Right now, I have 31 members in the community. And it, you know it's just been a day-by-day grind, slowly building that and not waiting for the perfect time. So do your research, but don't wait forever. Number two, set goals and make a plan to achieve them, laying out what you need to do and what actions you need to take regularly. That's on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So when I started the membership community, I laid out a goal that I would get to, I think, uh, 25 members in the first month, which I did achieve um, pretty much. And then 100 members in the first, uh, what did I put, four months by October 31st. And it slowed down a little bit, but I'm making progress. And then what are the actions I need to take to achieve that goal? Well, I need to be inviting a certain number of people in that niche to the community every week, every day. Uh, In fact, I haven't been as consistent on that lately as I'd like to be. uh, But reaching out to people every day, following up sending reminders, asking people for feedback and what they think about it and whether they'll join, you've got, I've got to be taking that action every day. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to achieve my goal. The next other big thing that I'm working on right now, by the way, is I am planning my first virtual summit. This is like an online conference. And um, let me take it back to number one because I want to cover both of these things as examples as I go through. I've done my research. I know people who have hosted virtual summits. I've seen some out there that are very successful. And uh, I looked at what are the most successful people doing, seeing that they're making a lot of money, that they're getting um, authority and influence, and they're gaining a lot of leads. And this is very viable. And then I also thought about what are my own strengths and weaknesses? Um, Is this something that I should be getting into? And I realized I love running events. I love connecting people. I have a big network. This is a venture that absolutely makes sense. And it connects to the community I'm launching that I want to funnel people into. So... Both of those businesses make sense for me based on my strengths and weaknesses um, because I, again, love connecting people, networking, so community makes sense. Um, I did my research. Both are very viable, but I didn't wait too long. I'm jumping in the, the you know, the the um, uh, virtual summit. Uh, I did a little bit of research, but I did not wait too long. I probably decided a month or two ago, hey, this is something I want to get into. I've been thinking about it probably for about four months, uh, maybe longer, five months. And, um, but then I decided, okay, I'm going to do this and let's start putting an action plan in place. So for that, I've got to get speakers. I've got to invite people. I got to market it. Uh, I'm setting big goals and I'm working on all that right now, but let me get to number three, because you may not even know what the actions are that you need to do or the goals you need to set. So number three is learn and get help. So you need to, if this is something that's new for you, you need to learn as much as you can and you need to get some help. So help can be Uh, You can hire a coach. You can join a mastermind group. You can read books. You can listen to podcasts. You can buy courses. I've done all of these things and more for the stuff that I'm doing. So 
Um, I have, uh, I'm in two mastermind groups, both run by great coaches. Uh, one is uh, the Total Life Freedom Group run by Vincent Pugliese, who I've been in for, I've been in that for three years, and Vincent's been on this podcast. The other one is a mastermind group run by Jessica uh, Lorimore in the UK, who uh, runs a group called the C-Suite, which is focused on selling into corporates. And uh, she's fantastic, phenomenal what she does, an expert on selling into corporate companies and all the stuff that I'm doing. And so it's a lot of help. I'm also reading books on things like community membership communities and uh, sales and marketing, things like that. I listen to podcasts uh, to help me learn how to do these things that I'm doing. I buy courses. So uh, when I decided I was going to uh, jump in and, and do a virtual summit. I had already been following a guy named Mark Wade, who uh, has some software called virtualsummits.com. He has successfully run many virtual summits. He has a podcast about virtual summits, and I'm on his email list. And he did a special on a course that he has on building the virtual summit business. And so I bought the course and I reached out to him and let him know that I did. And we had friends in common. And he said, Great, thanks. And then right after that, he was starting a seven day challenge. Now, if you've never been a part of a challenge, uh, they're very popular now in business. Uh, it's the idea is you you charge a small amount to get people in, give them a, a lot of great information over the course of three, five, seven days, challenge them to get their business thing started, and then at the end you upsell them into something. So he did a seven day challenge for like thirty nine dollars um, to start your first virtual summit, and the timing was perfect for me, so I bought that. And um, I jumped in, and as I record this, I think it's day four of the challenge. He's been giving a ton of great information. I'm laying out the framework and foundation for my summit. I know it's our, I already know it's going to be uh, five or ten times better than it would have been if I did it on my own, uh, learning from him. And I'm sure at the end of this summit, there's going to be an upsell into other things that he provides, and I may buy that too. Because what I'm finding is the more I invest in myself and am willing to put money down into these programs that give guidance on the things that I want to do, now they have to align with what you want to do, um, the more successful I am in doing them. So, uh, you know, I mentioned books, podcasts, I buy courses, I, I'm in mastermind groups. So ask yourself, are you doing these things or are you trying to wing it and do it on your own? Do you have this mentality that, oh, I should be able to figure it out on my own? There's plenty of information out there. Um, are you just reading books and listening to podcasts? Hopefully you're at least doing that. I know you're listening to this. Um, but, you know, ha have you reached out to that person who is the expert that you admire and say, can I hire you as a coach? Or do you have any coaching programs or a mastermind group that I can join? Because that person may be able to really help you help you. Uh, with the goals you want to achieve, right? And this is why I'm putting this stuff out there to help you along your way. Um, okay, so we talked about doing the research, uh, setting big goals, uh, putting the actions in place, getting help. Uh, number four is continuously check in, uh, reevaluate, learn, and pivot when necessary. So you're going to be trying new things. I'm trying new things. I'm constantly reevaluating where I am and does the goal still make sense for me? Am I making progress to that goal? Do I need to pivot? Am I going the wrong direction? Do I need to make some changes? And it's okay if you need to pivot and even if you need to give up on something. Um, great example, a um, guy I, I follow and admire named Chris Ducker in the UK has a group, has a book called Rise of the Upreneur. He has a group called Upreneur Academy and uh, a big event in London every year called the Upreneur Summit. I've been to it the last two years in a row. It's one of my favorite conferences. It's all about building a personal brand. And it was planned for this November, and uh, he announced about a month ago that uh, they were going to convert it to a, uh, a virtual event because, you know, coronavirus can't get people together in person. 
I was sad and disappointed, but you know, not surprised. And um, I found out that my ticket included that I'd already bought included the virtual plus the next year's ticket. So cool. Um, but then a couple weeks later, he announced that he was canceling it altogether. And he said that basically they did a big push, a big marketing campaign for the virtual event and the tickets just didn't really sell. And what he found out was people are not really interested in paying a bunch of money for a live event, a uh, live virtual event. And so he canceled it. And that's okay because he's got plenty of other things going on and I'm sure he'll pivot and, and find the next great thing. And it's not a big deal, which gets me to uh, number five. So after continuously checking and pivoting, number five, don't stake your personal identity or worth to the success of a project or business because they're not related. So he tried to pivot the, the live event to a virtual event and it didn't work. And that doesn't mean that he's a failure. doesn't mean his team is a failure doesn't define him. He's a very successful businessman and there are plenty of other things and that he can and will be doing. And uh, so he just got to pivot. That's business. That's life. And I'm, you know, running this community now and I started, I'm planning this virtual summit and I'm working on a book. That's a whole nother project. I'm working on a book uh, and plans for that. And uh, one of those things is, you know, probably not going to work out the way I wanted it to. And that is, might be deemed a quote failure uh, if you just take the definition of failure as something that doesn't go as planned, but I'll learn from it. I'll pivot and I'll move on to the next thing. And I won't let that define me. I won't let it make me feel like a failure just because I tried something that didn't work out because I know that still 98% of people would never try those things, would never chase their dreams to start that business. And they will still admire me for trying what I did. And that's not even the measure. It's for myself. Do I know in my heart that I put it, my tried the thing I wanted to try, put my heart into it, learned from it, and then moved on to the next thing. Yeah. And um, many of the most successful business leaders that I follow have all failed at different things and they pivoted on those and then found something else even better. And now they're really successful and they thrive on learning from those failures that don't work out. So don't stake your personal identity or worth don't define yourself by the success or failure of that project. That's number five. Number six, remember that you have more time than you think. This is something that I have to remind myself of. Um, I'm always in a hurry. I'm always trying to achieve more things in less time. And I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V, who always talks about patience and the fact that we have way more time than we think. Uh, you know, yeah, you only get one shot. You only get one life. You are going to die one day. But if you're 40 like me, uh, I've probably got 40 more years to build businesses and do things. And so I don't need to be in a rush, right? I can take my time and do it the right way. So remember that you have time. It's not a big deal if you have to make a pivot. Number seven, consider the worst case scenario and what would happen if you failed. So if you're still holding back, you're still letting fear hold you back from starting that thing that you want to do, uh, consider what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst case scenario? So let's take my example. Uh, I left APG, the company I was with, to go completely on my own. I have no guaranteed income. I do have some money in the bank. A lot of it is in the form of an SBA loan from the US federal government that I have to pay back over 30 years. So what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is the community that I started doesn't work out, doesn't get any bigger than it is now, uh, and people eventually leave, and it's it's a failure. Um, the virtual summit takes a ton of time and money, um, and it doesn't make me any money. Maybe even I lose like $5,000 on it or something because I invested in marketing. 
uh, and the book that I'm working on is a flop. And um, I don't really get that much client work in between and I'm not really covering my bills. And eventually, you know, by the end of the year, let's say I completely run out of money um, and I'm pretty deep into debt and I need to find something else to do. So at that point, my, my worst case is probably to start a new kind of business because um, it's not working or maybe even get a job, which I don't want another job. I don't ever want to work for a company again. I only want to work for myself. Uh, so it would be sad for me if I had to get another job. But would that be the end of the world? Would I be dead? Would I be separated from my family? Would I not be able to see my kids anymore? No, I would just have to go work for somebody and get a salary and, and some health insurance, which would be nice. Um, so it's not really that terrible. I could take it even a step further and say, okay, I refuse to go get a job and I'm not making enough money and we completely run out of money and we're in debt. I could sell my house and rent a place and then live on that a little bit longer while I try to figure things out. And let's say that's still not working out and I have to move in with my parents. I don't think my parents would take me, um, but just like move in with somebody with my family or something, I don't know. Um, I think my life would still be pretty good because I'd, if I had my wife and my kids and I still got friends and uh, hey, I got an internet connection so I can record some podcasts and post on Facebook, uh, my life is still pretty damn good. Uh, it's really not, not, not that bad. And, uh, I'll have some great stories to tell. So I know I'm looking at things with a kind of a rosy glass, rose colored glasses, they say, but that's the worst cut. You know, most people, when you, they think if I try this project, it doesn't work out. I'm going to be out on the streets. I mean, out on the streets on my own, lonely and sad. And, um, that's probably not the case. Like you, you can always pivot. You can always try different things. You can always go get a job. Um, it's not the end of the world. So, Think seriously about what is the worst case scenario. And uh, I heard a great story recently from my friend Vincent Puglisi. He talked about in his podcast, Total Life Freedom, about a friend who was afraid to go start their business. And he asked what the worst case scenario was. And he said, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll go back and get the job back that I have right now. And Vincent said to him, so what you're saying is you're already living your worst case scenario. And uh, that was just like, whoa, yeah, because you just go back and get the job that you hate. You're already living in your worst case scenario. You might as well go try the thing that you want to do, right? Yeah, you might lose money and fall behind on your financial goals. Uh, my friend Alex, who is a yoga teacher and a realtor here in Orlando, uh, great guy. He has such a positive outlook. I know he has uh, gone through some financial hardship. He quit a job to start his own business, a yoga studio, which failed. Um, I was so proud of him that he tried it and it didn't work out. And now he's, and then he started another yoga business that didn't really go anywhere. And now he's, um, trying to become a realtor. And I think that's starting to catch on. He's got a few clients and uh, I think that's going to work, but, and, and I know he's not in nearly as good a financial shape he has, has it been in the past, but man, the guy is so happy. He's excited about all the stuff he's doing. He's got a lot of great friends. And at the end of the day, what, what do you get to take with you at the end? It's, it's your legacy. It's the love you have. It's not the money. So, you know, don't worry about the money as much. You know, go for the big thing that you want to do. All right. So uh, that was number seven, consider the worst case scenario. Number eight, stop comparing yourself to others and instead focus on being inspired and learning. 
because we're all on our own journey. So here's the thing. I posted on Facebook the other day, you know, do you ever feel like everybody else has it figured out and you don't? And one person, I forgot who was, commented that only when I try new things. And it's so true, right? Because when you do dive into the new project, you're starting a business, you're trying to become a coach, or you're selling on Amazon, or like me, you're starting a community and launching a virtual summit, you look around at those mentors, those people who have made it that you should be learning from, and you go, oh my God, they've got it all figured out, and I am so new to this, I have no idea what I'm doing. And you know that's a little bit, like I said, I, I invested in this challenge in this course from this guy, Mark Wade, who's had a lot of successful virtual summits, and I'm looking at everything he's built, and, it's, and I'm like, how did he figure all this stuff out? And I'm learning from him, and I feel overwhelmed, and I don't know if I can do this, but that's always the case the first time we do something. We feel overwhelmed. We don't know if we can do it. And then we learn it and we figure it out. And then at one day you wake up and other people are looking at you asking for help. And you're like, oh, this is not that hard because you've been practicing you because you've been doing it. So realize that you're going to look around, especially if you are um, following certain people that are doing well in the area that you want to do. Um, like I might be following people that do virtual summits really successfully or run communities and it's easy to compare yourself and go, how did they figure that out? I wish I could. But instead of comparing, choose to be inspired and to learn from them. Just say, wow, it's amazing what he has created or what she has created. I want to learn from them. In fact, not only am I going to follow them on social media, I'm going to listen to their podcast. I'm going to buy their course. I'm going to hire them as a coach and learn everything I can from them so that then I can have that knowledge and be successful in that area too. That's what's going to make success, make you successful, not comparing yourself. And then one day you'll be able to help and inspire other people like I do today. Number nine, get help with the process or the work. So I talked about getting help earlier in terms of learning, getting inspiration, hiring a coach, etc. You might also need to get help with the process and the work, which could be hiring an assistant, a marketing person, a social media person, a team, etc. Think about what you're good at, what you're not good at, what your time is worth. And by the way, if you're new and you don't have a lot of financial resources, this might be a risk. It might be a stretch, but it might be a risk worth taking. So again, my income is not that solid right now, um, but I have some money in the bank from loans, etc. And I hired a new assistant about three and a half months ago, uh, Stephanie, and she has been amazing. She has helped me build everything that I'm building. She's more than an assistant. She does marketing, automation. She helped me up, up, up my marketing systems, my website, and uh, she's helped me a ton and I'm paying her even though I'm uncertain about where the, what the income is going to be like, but I'm pretty confident it's going to work out. And now my wife is jumping in, uh, Courtney, and helping me build this business. She's an expert, an absolute expert on um, marketing and crafting a story. It's amazing. She's helping me. She's starting to help some other clients. If you are starting to build a business and you're looking for help with, I need to really define my, my story, my niche, um, reach out to me. I'll connect you with her because she can really help. Uh, so I'm getting that help. I'm, I have production company for my podcast. Uh, I am probably going to hire a social media person to soon to manage all my social media. Um, not that I'm not going to do put stuff out there, uh, but just like repurposing, posting stuff, editing videos, things that I don't want to do that needs to be done because I have a lot of content. And again, that's a risk. That's an investment, but it's one I think will pay off. So think about getting help with the process. And then finally, number 10, Number 10, and I think we already talked about learning from the journey, pivoting, right? Number 10 is uh, document your journey and share with others. Even if you don't achieve your goal, you might inspire someone else to chase theirs, right? So 
The whole inspiration for this podcast, why I decided to sit down and write this right now, is because an old friend of mine from business school sent me a message, actually commented on a Facebook post, and told me that I have inspired him to make a plan to leave his job that he hates and go out and start his own business. And I thought, wow, I need to sit down. I need to share more of my story, more of what I'm doing to inspire other people who are thinking about taking action, but they're scared. I want them to see, well, Andy's doing it. Maybe I can do it too. He's not anything special, right? Just another guy who's trying to make his way in the world and run my own business. So maybe I can inspire some people. And even if this virtual summit is a flop and this business I'm doing now doesn't work and I try to do something else along the way, if I'm sharing this, maybe one of you, maybe if you're listening to you decide to finally make the jump uh, and start your own business or invest in that new project or chase a new career, whatever it may be. That's my hope. My hope is, and my mission in life is to fulfill my true potential and inspire others to do the same thing. I want to inspire thousands of people to go out and live life more intentionally, to own your career, own your life, uh, and really rock the house. And uh, you know, don't leave anything on the table. Don't get into your life and have any regrets. That's what I want. So I'm, I'm hoping I will inspire you. If this podcast today has been inspiring for you, reach out to me. Let me know. Um, I may try to put this uh, top 10 things into a post on LinkedIn and Instagram. So go look for that uh, or a PDF. Um, you can go to, uh, I'm not even going to give you a URL because I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to pull it off. See, I'm still trying to figure these things out, right? Um, but here's what you can do. If you're in a career and you know you're going to be in a, in a career for a while and uh, you want to find out the mistakes that you want to avoid making uh, and or sign up for uh, the advanced reader team for my book, go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash mistakes and you'll get my top five most common career mistakes that people make. Um, and that there's some stuff in there that's great. I should do a separate podcast episode on that. Um, and then um, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com if you just want to sign up for our advanced reader team and get updates on the book. So that is it. Uh, thank you so much for joining. I hope you take some action from this. If you do, message me, let me know, and I will talk to you later. Cheers. <laughs>